everyone. I'm Susan. And I'm Ron. And this is our podcast about becoming one. And if you have ever wondered if the idea of male and female becoming one in marriage was some kind of cruel trick that God was playing on men and women, then this podcast is for you. Marriage was and is God's idea. And the longer we've been married, the more we have both become aware of just how sacred this union is. You know, it's beautiful and it's messy. That is for sure. And it does involve lots of fun, as you can see, along with equal amounts of forgiveness. But I have to say, I feel like it gets better and better every year. So listen, we're glad you're here and we're hoping to provide you with some tools and encouragement along the way in the journey of becoming one. Hey everyone, I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this episode, but the day that Ron and I are recording this is our 33rd wedding anniversary. (laughs) So even though our story is going to be sprinkled throughout all the coming episodes, we thought that today we would share some of the things from the beginning of our relationship and just maybe some tidbits of us growing up and just maybe a few other key moments Just to have in this first episode as a reference, if people are starting out, for those that will be listening that don't personally know us, just to give a little context. So, Ron, we're going to start with you. If you want to just maybe give a quick, if you can, snapshot of, you know, your family or, you know, growing up, like when you were younger, just some things just to give some context of who you are. And because I think that frames Sometimes our expectations, what we think about marriage, what we've grown up seeing and all that, you know, like what kind of relationship were you looking for? And I don't know, whatever you want to share, obviously. You know, I think it does very much frame, obviously, what we're around and what we're growing up in. So, uh, as you know, I'm the fifth kid of five. That baby. Uh, Yeah. And uh, and four boys in our family. And and crazy thing is, is, uh, you know, there's. Six years between the five of us, obviously, because we have twins in the middle. But, Bless uh, your mama. Yes, she she was a good mom. Yes. So, uh, and uh, you know my my dad, my like your parents, and especially your mom. You know my both of my parents come from a church background. Both of their mm-hmm. parents were ministers, and they grew up in pastors' kids' homes. And you know, they were probably rebels in some ways, you know, trying to live that line of, you know, uh, of being the good preacher's kid and, you know, being a little, especially my dad, probably a little rascally. So, you know, they didn't raise us as rule keepers. I mean, you know, rule keepers in the sense of the church world. Uh, honor it. Yeah, they de- they definitely raise you as rule keepers around the house. Yes, we were so very let's be much clear about that. that. Yes, we were <laughs> we were we were strongly disciplined in a good way, very much so. It kept us out of a lot of trouble. Obviously, growing up with three brothers, and then add to that. Yeah, like, hang on. You know me. Always feel the need to clarify. Sure. Just for those that I know you're sharing some of that, but that don't know your church background. When you're saying that, because it could give the impression. When you're saying rebels, you know, then that it, it really has more to do with the church environment was Correct. a very conservative church. Correct. So Correct. um you're it was just as far as maybe all the 
guidelines of the church, Correct. you weren't demanded or instructed to walk right. the fine line on some of those wear things. wear the certain things yes. and look the certain way. Right. Necessarily. Yeah. We respected that. So it that wasn't, I don't want anybody to think you were like. Well, I mean, we, we were, we were. You know, rebels in a lot of ways, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I mean, you know, kids growing up, you yeah, know, right. being kids. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one thing, but, uh, but add to that. And I think this is a lot of my influence is, uh, you know, my dad was 17 years old when his brother showed up who was, you know, nine, 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dad had us all. You know, when he was a kid, you know, himself having those kids right after getting married, you know, boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. There's five kids in six years after getting married. He was pretty young. You know, he's still in his 20s when I was born, the fifth. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, so his, you know, so my uncle, you know, a decade older than I, so he's like an older brother. And then adding that my cousin, you know, so it was all of us guys and the, and we were a very male dominated family mm-hmm. uh, at our family gatherings and everything like that. And so, you know, here I am, you know, when I'm getting into my, you know, teenage years, I'm 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, I'm running around with my older brothers or seeing them run around. And my cousin and my uncle, I think. So mm-hmm. that was my influence. So, you know, I'm influenced at 15 years old, 16 years old by 25-year-old yeah. men who are single running around, you mm-hmm. know, uh, being, you know, crazy older teens and, and uh, you know, mid-20ers. So that was my influence. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, that is very influential, yeah. uh, as you came to find out when you came into <laughs> our family. Um, so that was, you know, our background. And then, you know, you see, you know, my dad was a uh, very successful businessman uh, or salesman and always has been. And so we did well. But, you know, growing up, then we were, but we were knew that God had a calling on our lives. So mom and dad, you know, as you know, we, we did the singing thing with our family. And for those of you who don't know, we from my age seven to through when I graduated high school, uh, traveled every weekend with our family, uh, packing up and going on the road to churches, any church that would have us. I mean, we went to synagogues, Catholic churches, Pentecostal churches, Baptist churches, Methodist, Presbyterian, anything, uh, sang in auditoriums everywhere uh, in the Southeast. And uh, we were a singing family. And so recorded albums, did all that. So it was cool. But then, you know, you add to that, there becomes in a tiny little way, I mean, it would be different in this world now, but in a tiny little way, a Mm celebrity-ish kind of thing. You know, you pull up and, you know, know, (laughs) people think you're something. Yeah, the singers are here, you know, (laughs) and uh, they think you're something more than you are. Mm -hmm. And so then you're you're dealing with all that stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're, you know, 12, 13, 14. I mean, you know, we did concerts with very famous people. You know, at 12, 13 years old, it's very um, formational. So a lot of great forming stuff because it exposed us to very good things and having those experiences, you grow up. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then there's also a lot of other stuff of like, you know, this isn't necessarily reality, you mm-hmm. know, and people think more, you know, like everyone thought we were wealthy. Everyone thought we were this. And dad made a lot of money that he gave 
to ministry, you know? Yeah. So a lot of our stuff was just reinvested in, in, in doing what we thought we were supposed to be doing. And so it was awesome. You know, it was great stuff. And, and, uh, and so we, we, you know, so we were conservative in a lot of ways and, and a lot of, and, and by nature, but, you know, then during the week, you know, we're all at school, we're all running around, we're in sports, we're in uh, music and everything and, and running around. So all of that is influencing my dating life when I'm a teenager, you know, who's around, uh, you know, and so we would, if we met people around the road, they would come and visit with us. And so, you know, you got girls coming to the house and spending time with. So, I mean, all that's influenced, you know, and then again, all, all the older guys in my life. So I think I'm saying all that to go into, you know, when, when you're looking for a spouse in life, you have that image in your head of like, Hey, here's how that's going to fit. And that's not reality of, you know, really getting down to a relationship with someone ongoingly. And so, I mean, as, as you and I both know, I mean, that can, that affects you, mm-hmm. you know? And so you got to, okay, work that stuff out, you know, and figure out what's, I mean, because that's obviously not your background and nothing. I mean, even though we come from the same church background, mm-hmm. it was like worlds apart. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, we do, you, you, you talk about, traveling around and singing in all those churches. And that's what, you know, that's all the time where you will make reference to the church services that a lot of the ones specifically in the denomination we grew up in, which was Pentecostal background. You will talk about that in a certain way and always have to remind you, even though that is the reality for lots of people in that denomination, it's like you're speaking a foreign language. I'm like, and my dad (laughs) was the pastor of you know, my whole life. And I'm like, that is not how our church was. I mean, we definitely were Pentecostal church and believed in the gifts of the spirit and all that. But, you know, people weren't doing laps around the church and, (laughs) you know, busting out. Not what you see in movies and different things like that. Definitely. I mean, we were definitely more More reserved. Yes. Um, So, yeah. So sometimes we're saying stuff. I'm like, I mean, I have been in those services different places, but that's not what I grew up in. Right. And and, And a lot of that influence was because we were the special music mm-hmm. for conventions and different things like that. You, we were around more of those types of services, right. which, you know, uh, I had grown men that would come to me, you know, when we were in auditoriums because I played the drums and I just sat back on the drums and minded my own business and did my own thing. And literally like you're describing about these church services that were in auditoriums, the guys that worked the auditorium, which weren't church people would come to me afterwards. Like, I just keep my eyes on you, man. Can you just sit there? <laughs> and so, right, it wasn't really who I was in, in the, all that aspect of that influence. So, we're, you know, I know we're talking about relationships, but all of that plays into mm-hmm. that of like, okay, so what does that look like in a marriage? What does that look like? So all of that's melding together. And, you know, the, you know, and then I, you know, participating in every one of my siblings' weddings. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, okay, there's the image of that. And there's the picture of that. Yeah. You're watching them date and. Correct. So watching that from the youngest kid, you know, you're like, okay, well, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. And because, I mean, you know, I was, I think I was 14 uh, when my 
uh, first brother got married and, and I took that offensively, like this, who's this lady <laughs> who, leave the family. Yeah, who, who, you know, I love, I love my sister-in-law very much, but yes. it's like, she's coming in and messing up the family. Yeah. That's how I took yeah. it, you know? And so, uh, so you, you know, you have, that's all formative mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and you felt that even when, and when we, when we came together and, and yet our, even our, from the day one, our whole wedding was way different than, uh, my any of my family had done. All of them had to travel to come to our wedding, mm-hmm. and then your family was traveling because we were meeting yeah. up together. So it was so even from ver- the very beginning of everything of our relationship was completely different and foreign to my family, mm-hmm. you know, and nothing like that. And so that's you know, man. So let's add all you know. You add all that stuff in. You got all all this male dominated world. Mm -hmm. And honestly, until we had our daughters, those were the first girls in my family from me, you know? So from, you know, for 25 years, it's a male dominated Mm -hmm. family. And then we have two daughters that we bring in in a couple of years, you know, down the road. And those are the first females, you know, now. No, I can remember when we were. I say that, I say actually my brother had had a, a, a daughter. Yes, prior to us. That's so right. yes, but but you know, kind of added in um, to that. None of my other brothers, you know, my older brother had sons and and stuff. So anyway, so so it was a very female dominate. I mean, a male dominated world that we. Yeah, I, grew I was going to say when we were expecting our first child, and I was hoping for a girl because I grew up with mainly girls. Um, and I could so I envisioned the little girl, and I remember talking about that. And you very much wanted a little boy, right? And kept talking about that. I'm like, no, especially you, the first one. You know, you just kept saying that. Yeah. So it's like when we went and found out. Obviously, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure there was part of you that was kind of like, oh, so before boy. I mean, but once Erica was born, our first child. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, totally changed. World. And I can yeah. remember then when less than two years later, when I was pregnant with her second. And saying to you, so I, hope, I bet you th- hope this is a boy. And you said, no, actually, yeah, I'd love another, another little girl. Yeah. And it, and you were so honest in that because I'm saying that to say, I think you, you just didn't have, as far as like siblings and family and that right. sense, nieces and nephews, a lot of girls around you. So it's almost like you didn't even, couldn't envision that part. And then when you had works, it, you were just right. like, ah, oh, I love this. You yeah. Know? I mean, all my nephews had already been boys yeah. and stuff. And so. So, yeah, I mean, it was very, oh, wow, you know, it's another world, mm-hmm. you know, that opens up to you. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's that's the framework of what I grew up in. So, you know, uh, you know, you're OK. So what's marriage supposed to be? You know, you you know, as you know, and we've talked about this so many times together and with other people, but um, you, you just you have no clue of what mm-hmm. love means. Yeah. You know, and and honestly, you know, to be perfectly honest, and I think we are in this thing is, you know, I'm looking for a sex partner that I like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and, and two, you, you know, you have this and you envision that, oh, and marriage is going to help fix me. Yeah. Which yeah. that's like, no, it's just adding to the problem, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so it's going to, it's going to help me with my sexual desires. It's going to help me, you know, and it's going to, oh, you know, and even that whole Stupid thing from that movie, Jerry McGregor, it's going to complete me. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. no, I just added something yeah. on that I don't even know how to figure out. I think I don't hear that as much today, although I don't know how much I hear. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I do hear stuff, but I'm just saying I 
guess I can't speak for that age, but I do feel like that was so much. I mean, you referenced that movie in our growing up. I mean, I feel like that very much was the message. It's like almost like you're like this half a person walking around searching for that other half that is going to make life make sense. And like you said, complete every, fulfill every desire you have and just bring this wholeness to your life. Well, and and you and I have even talked, you know, uh, we, we kind of not had arguments about it, but discussion or disagreements of what, like, Oh, there was only one guy, and I was that only guy that could ever. Mm-hmm. Be oh yeah, that I mean, earlier on when we were dating in our marriage, <laughs> yeah, that was like major arguments because <laughs> I would argue to the death that it would not have mattered where we were on the planet. Planet, I wanted to say planet. planet um, that we were destined to find each other. You know, what I'm saying that he was my person. Yeah. I mean, for years I believed that, and it yeah. was like you could not, and he would. I would get so infuriated oh, because when he would say that wasn't true, it was like, I felt like it was, I said, I don't sorry, know. you could have I had took some... it so personally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it crushed me every time. I was like, no. And yeah, so it wasn't until, <laughs> could be the last 15 years. <laughs> Maybe less <laughs> than that. I changed my mind on Maybe that the door. It's like, oh, no. I could replace you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no. I, think, I think the I point know. I always made to you about that was, <laughs> I, you know, I could have chosen yeah. someone else to marry and been happy with them. But I couldn't even understand that. Right. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> not even. Yeah, that was I not know, a good. You couldn't have. Don't have that discussion with your wife necessarily when she's not ready for it. But no, I mean, I was, I think that was the point I was making of like, but obviously we wouldn't have created what we created. Right. And, right. and had what we had. And I may have not grown to the person that I am now without you uh, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you can, I mean, just like, and that's what I even talk with people that, you know, have. Oh, they've married and divorced and married someone else, and you see, oh, you're, you are much happier. But some of that is just you're, yeah, you know, for the you're second, a different third person. time, you're, you're a different person. <laughs> yeah. You're figuring it out of how to make that work mm-hmm. uh, because it is, uh, you know, the whole thing of what this is called becoming one. It is two people becoming one, and that's what we're designed to be. And that's really stinking hard, yeah. you know, to do that because, you know, we don't want to give up us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's like the whole thing of, um, you, people say, you know, how do you make a relationship work? How do you make a marriage work? And people, well, it's 50, 50, you know, and it, it, it's not 50, 50, mm-hmm. it's 100% on me. Yeah. And it's 100% on you mm-hmm. to make our marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. You know, it's not 80, 20, it's not that, you know, it's like, I, it, it is my complete responsibility and I'm not saying, oh, I'm the man. I'm not, no, I'm saying it's it's Susan. It's your complete responsibility, mm-hmm. 100% of it, to make our marriage work. And it's my 100% responsibility mm-hmm. to make our marriage work. And we have to work at that. Mm-hmm. And that's and as you as we could attest, people laugh at this all the time. They're like, oh no, you know, like I'm like we argue every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes every day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, about the dumbest stuff mm-hmm. because we're still dealing with our pride. We're still dealing with our stuff and, um, and still dealing with our past and very opinionated people, and very opinionated <laughs> people. Yeah. And, and we both think we're right yeah. all the time about everything. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I'll let it go for now. But, and so I mean, that's the battle that, but, but it takes, okay, but yeah, we're gonna, we're going to work through that. And mm-hmm. people look at that. Oh, no, you guys don't. Y'all could never. It's like I was, you know, yesterday I was in the doctor's office 
And the first thing out of the, the doctor, Susan and I are both seeing this chiropractor right now. And the first thing out of his mouth was, oh, I just love watching the two of y'all together. Because we would go to our appointments together when we first <laughs> went. And he says, I just love watching y'all. Y'all are just so accommodating to each other and just oh i know i, mean, I didn't want to go dude sorry okay but we are you we know what i'm saying are. i think we, we, we very much are i think we see the other side of <laughs> they don't see the 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 raw i mean we are very real and raw but yeah. I mean, but but yeah we don't also walk up the street and air out every absolutely grievance. yeah and that's that's part of a lot of people's problem is you Tell your crap to everybody and stop doing that is, you know, one of the big things you shouldn't, that's not everyone's business, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, so that, yeah, it was funny, you know, there's the, like, y'all, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, you defer and give each other space to talk and things like that. I'm I'm thinking in my head of like, oh my word, can you imagine? <laughs> Susan would love to hear this. Yes. The, how many yeah. times I interrupt no, my but wife. We, we have gotten much better than that we through have, the years. We are. We um, are better. That, that aspect. Yeah. I don't let you complete your sentence. You, know, you let each other complete your, I mean, he actually well, and said I do, that. And I do, um, I think we take for granted where you're, you're making a joke of that. I think we very much do that. What he said, we do. I think the, but you add on to that where sometimes it's usually one way or the other. We yeah. are, though, very much both outspoken to each other about what we're thinking. And and like you said, we're not where some people are like, oh, you don't want to like that's not peaceful. And honestly, that was one thing I did struggle with in our mar- earlier on yeah. because I was because I never heard. I mean, to this day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never heard my parents get heated with yeah. with each other or have disagreement which would be the difference with us because i oh, did yeah yeah you know? <laughs> yeah and so it's like that made me feel very uneasy of like what's wrong with us you know why are yeah. we which or are we goes to the whole issue other, though yeah. sometimes but it's not a negative thing it's not a negative right. thing it's who we are and we're not mad and hanging you know we don't it's um the discussions aren't leading to hey see you later i'm done no. with you well, it's and, hey this is my this is what i think yeah and, and tell me what you think you yeah, know and, and, let's and go you at know, it. from my perspective it was always like all right we're gonna duke it out yeah and then we're done let's go eat yeah you know when right. we're done and yet part and, of that and continue the conversation at dinner <laughs> yeah and you know but part of that was right i don't you couldn't let that go a lot yeah. of times because that was you know, you're an internal internalizer. Um, I I internalize so deep, you know, that you don't know I'm that inter- you lose it. <laughs> yeah, that it's like okay, well, I let that go. But you know, some of that's just okay. I'm water off, you know, off my back, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, and so and so forth. So, but that's figuring it out. You know, a lot of it, I think. So, but this, so that's 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 my little background there and where I came from and. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of uh, my background and what I come from. So completely different than than yours. I yeah. Mean, so you, you know, um, you know, you you start off talking about your siblings and that's what was interesting and talking about the whole male female thing. We've always thought it was kind of interesting that my family, what I grew up with was the exact opposite as right. far as siblings. You know, I grew up one of four girls having only one brother and, you know, my mother had a very strong presence as yours did, yes. but in a different way. Yes. And so it is interesting that we come to this, you know, this point 33 years ago of becoming one from totally different dominant, I mean, male, female dominated. I mean, obviously you're male and I'm female, but yet our, the world's like, you just explaining that just makes it so clear even again of oh. like the perspective. I mean, I grew up definitely in a female driven home. Oh goodness, yes. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, even from this whole perspective of this, I mean, something that you, I mean, these are practical things, uh-huh. but just the whole, we're five men in a house, we walk around in our underwear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, I mean, my my oldest brother answered the door one day because oh, he was half asleep. <laughs> you know, he's, he'd fallen asleep on the floor in his whitey tighties, you know, and the doorbell, hey, somebody's here oh, at the door for you. And he half asleep walks to the door. Yeah. He's standing there in his whitey tighties, you know. That's I mean, it. and I never saw my brother in his underwear. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Barely, like you, like you didn't walk out of, you walked out of the bathroom fully dressed. <laughs> yeah. And so, right. I mean, we were four guys yeah. sharing a bathroom, honestly, the size of, you know, I mean, it's one sink, a toilet and a shower. That's yeah. it. That was it. Yeah. Four guys right. sharing that. So literally you're showering, someone's on the commode and you're yelling at them because they're stinking up the room, you know, oh, while you're showering. So that was our world. Okay. Know? Which that reminds me. Um, and, and you and I coming together in that yes. was like, yeah, oh when my we gosh. first got married yeah. in our first house. So this is probably like in the first week, I'm like in the bathroom yeah. using the restroom. Sorry if it's TMI, but I'm using the restroom and, um, in, and it was the bathroom that Ron then had to like stand at the sink and shave and do whatever he needed yeah. to do. So I'm in the bathroom and all of a sudden the door starts opening and he starts walking in to which <laughs> I literally stand up <laughs> off the come up with my hand. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, got the most confused look. You can tell why after the story he just explained. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to the bathroom. And he's like, okay, I'm trying to get in, you know, yeah. to the bathroom. And I'm like so confused and he's so confused and he's like, uh, we're married. You know, he's just so confused. And it's like, so anyway, those are some of the barriers. And well, I mean, we were married. I'm like, well, I mean, last night we were in the bed together. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, but now I'm in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, so why can't I come in now in daylight? And you know, it's, it's, you know, that's the worlds that we're colliding, you know? So, so anyway, and I know know sharing these stories, some of you might be thinking, oh my Lord, I can't relate to either one of your lives. And that's not the point. I'm we're sharing some of this just for you to get to know us for those of you that don't know us. But the point is the bigger, even though your life experiences might've been totally different and with your family, the bigger point is we are all coming together to become one with our spouse. And we are both coming to that spot with totally different experiences. Most of the time, it doesn't matter if on the outside, it looks pretty much the same. It's not, it's not because you're dealing with a, a mother and father from the other spouse. You know what I'm saying? There's just so many variables of stuff that they brought into it to where it, it that's the bigger picture to think about. So you don't, don't get distracted by yeah. your like, y'all are weird and I can't relate to anything <laughs> you're saying, but um, well, everybody's weird. Yes. No, I know. Good weird. So um, a little bit more than about my background growing up. My dad was always a pastor. Um, my grandfather was a pastor as well. Um, and when I saw them, my, my mother and my father, they were always a team in building the local church as he pastored. I always saw that, which now looking back, I can see that probably shaped my view of marriage. I did always envision my husband and I being a partner and whatever it was and the whatever it was in my mind was being part of the ministry. And more specifically at that time, just was was the local church, because even from a young age, I always loved you know, the community and sharing life and stories. I mean, as a kid, I would like make up these plays and 
little choirs and do all this and they go out and, and bite the neighborhood kids. I mean, we'd have them practice. I mean, there were some people that were actually part of the program, you know, so we would have practices and then we would go out and bite people into my garage and basically create this service and this event to share about Jesus with these people. So it's like, even as a kid and it, and that, and that didn't come from a, um, a place of, I need to do this to earn salvation kind of thing. You no. know what I'm saying? Cause I've definitely until my times in my life felt and recognized where I was acting out of a religious mindset of like trying to earn points with God kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? That we all can, whether we realize it or Everybody not, could it. do. That honestly was not that. I mean, it wasn't as kid. It brought me such joy. It was just it's a natural, a natural flow. Out, yeah, yeah, a natural outflowing of what was bringing me life, that kind of thing. So I was always naturally like that. And honestly, too, the time we grew up in, and, and I mean, I know this is still true for a lot of people, and, and this isn't wrong, but it's like every talent, anything you did always had to come under the context of the local church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anything I did, first and foremost, it was to be used in the church. And honestly, in my and this wasn't everybody's story, in my story, it was almost like it had to be used in the church. Yeah. You know, so really, I didn't even have... You're not allowed to do it outside. Of yeah, the it was kind of like anything That's I wrong. was interested that wasn't. It was kind of yeah. like even if I did was able to and allowed to participate in, to participate in things, which I did. They really weren't even recognized and celebrated because it was almost like which at the time I did know that. But it's like it definitely sent me the message of. You're only going to bring glory to God by what you do in the local church. Well, and that's, you know, and again, that's complete opposite of us. I mean, you know, here we traveled around. And so, I mean, we're like performing and doing stuff in our community. I mean, my brother sings and performs with the symphony orchestra here in town. And I mean, all that kind of stuff. And then we're, you know, competing at school and doing mm-hmm. stuff. And we're in shows and things like that where you, that was frowned yeah. upon. And I say frowned upon, just wasn't encouraged. Wasn't encouraged from your aspect. Yeah. So Yeah, it's kind of like that's nice, but it was definitely more like, okay, the youth choir church is singing to you know And that's that's thing, and that's the big yes. Yeah. I mean our 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 family traveling and singing was, hey, we didn't do some activities because of that. Because mm-hmm. it, it interfered. So but but it was always, hey, be who you're gonna be and we're gonna support you in it. And so yeah. if that's sports, if that's anything, whatever it was, musically, all that stuff. So. Yeah. So, so I definitely think everything that I knew at that time of that I felt naturally coming up out of me, I could only see that within the church context. Yeah. So in my mind from a young age, I mean, I played it as a kid, you know, my husband was a pastor and have all these kids. Yeah. I mean, I always told people I'm going to have 10 kids. And you told me that too. Yeah. So. Um, me. You know, so it's like that definitely was the vision for my life of that. I, to me, was the epitome of happiness. It's like I wanted to be in the ministry, serving the Lord with all my gifts. And I wanted to have a big family. Yeah. And because that's what it brought me joy. I mean, I loved, I always loved growing up in a big family. It was kind of like we used to, I I mean, well, I feel like all my friends always wanted to be at my house. It was just like, it was awesome. And it was like my, my, and I'm going to say my mom, because she was her. Sorry. Just we always created a safe space for people, yeah. you know, in the oh, home, yeah. our home. And, um, isn't that cool though? I mean, cause coming from big families for both of us is the same way with, I mean, I saw all my brother, mm-hmm. my brother's friends and my friends with it. Hey, yeah. just come to the house yeah. and 
dad would bring men home, salesmen home from work, you know, and like, hey, yeah, because well, yeah, they were visiting. And-, and honestly, you don't appreciate it when you're no, going you out because it was my normal. I mean, yeah. I actually was irritated that we, I had to be home for <laughs> dinner every night, for dinner every night, because yeah. my mom made dinner every night. And I remember my best friend lived across the street and her mom worked and like I would be at her house sometimes after school when her mom would call and say, you know, hey, I'm picking up. So, so, you know, what do you want? And I mean, I was like, so envious. So excited, I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, your mom is going through a drive through and picking up food. <laughs> and it was like every night. And I was like, oh, what do I give for, you know, that? Because we yeah. never ate out. thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And later I remember her saying to me of like, you know, I mean, she was so sad. She's like, I would love to sit around the table with my family. My mom yeah. make dinner. Yeah. And I hated that I had a curfew and was embarrassed, you know, when I'd have to tell, you know, cause it was so much earlier. It was like an hour earlier than everybody else. And, um, I remember years later her saying to me that like when she would go out on dates, which she had no curfew, she would actually give my time. <laughs> and I was like, are you crazy? I'm trying to sneak out. And she did that because she was embarrassed that yeah. she wasn't given a curfew. And so yeah. anyway, you don't always appreciate what you have. Right. But I remember my friends saying that they loved to be at my house. They loved that, um, that community. But anyway, so that's, so I guess that's what it's like. I want that. I want that. I want the big family. I want to be involved in ministry and serving and, and, and all that. Yeah. And, those of you that know me, I mean, as a kid and even as an adult, you know, I've always been this crazy mix of like, it's kind of hard to pin me of what my personality is like, because as soon as you see something and think, oh, she's this way, it's like, yeah, <laughs> then the next day, the next hour, you know, I'm like something totally different. And I always referenced you as Sybil. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, no, and let me say, I recognize that in myself and I was yeah. always like that. Um, even like as far as style and dress, people always yeah. be like, oh, like in high school, like, oh, she's a prep or she's a right. like punk thing. And it was kind of like, I'm both, <laughs> I've, you know, wait till tomorrow. I'll yeah, say, I mean, yeah, one day right. I'm wearing the little monogram shirt with my initials on it, you know, and the next day I'm wearing like the edgy boots and so, you know, and it's like, I'm still like that. I love that. It's oh, yeah. like, it's me. But anyway, I'm always been this kind of crazy mix of, you know, rebel and rule follower and black and white thinker. And you can usually find me living somewhere in the tension of don't put me in a box. And then my traditional side. Yeah. And it's like, that's hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it can be fun and enjoyable. And for somebody me that does like change and stuff like that. But there is also an uncomfortable tension in that. Um, sometimes because even when you're in the out of the box, there is this very traditional side of me, yeah. you know? And I think, that has been kind of confusing at times for myself of understanding who I am. And I feel the need to kind of explain that, you know, so you listen, you're not surprised like I was when, when after I found the person I wanted to marry, because right when I, I mean, I dated a lot, but when I met Ron and my oldest daughter hates when tells the story because she's like, that doesn't happen. Um, I knew. I mean, I went back to my dorm room and told my roommates, I'm like, I've met who I'm going to marry. It's like, and I had, I had liked different people, but it's like, I had, I had never, they knew I'd never said that. And it wasn't in a, um, ooey gooey, uh, you know, floating on the cloud, you know, I did feel that way. Yeah. It was, it was just like this moment of everything I envisioned that I wanted was all in this one person. Um, I am everything. <laughs> he was going to complete <laughs> me. Um, so, so, okay. So I found. Then she woke up. To <laughs> wanted to marry, you know, we started a family, started having kids. We were in full-time ministry. You know, all of the things yeah. that I always said 
that I wanted, that I that I said I wanted and that I thought I wanted. I found myself then in the middle of that, in the biggest war of my life with myself, yeah. you know, and I'm looking around thinking what is going on? You know what I'm saying? I have every thing. And I remember you one day looking at me, I can remember crying and just being like, because it's like, I didn't understand what was going on within me of like, why do I feel this way? I mean, I knew I had everything I wanted mm-hmm. and, and sadly, because of this war within me, then it was, you know, naturally going to flow out and affect everybody, the people I loved the most around me because of how I was feeling internally. And I can remember one day you looking at me when of me as I was sitting there, you know, going through the things that were so that, you know, whatever. And you look at me, me and smiling and you weren't saying it super smart. Alec. it might sound like that now. And I didn't take it as super smart. Alec. But you said it's, it's what you've it's. It's what you always wanted. And you probably were just kind of confused of kind of like, what are you, I don't even get what you're saying because this is what you've said you always wanted. But when you said that, I mean, it just really hit me of it is, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't take it smart of like at all, but it was, and maybe who knows, maybe that could have been even, you know, a key part of me continuing to seek and search out what's going, really going on here. Yeah. And not that I probably always was, and I've always been inquisitive and a thinker and, so I'm sure it was, but it's just all part of this, you know, thing, which is what I want to say. I mean, God is so faithful, you know, and it's like growing up, I always felt like, right, you get saved and then you're on this path and it's like, you're just trying to perfectly live out this thing. And that's what I've learned and had to learn and keep learning yeah. is it's a journey and it's a process and it's a growing thing. And it's like. He he is so faithful that if our heart is always towards him, which I think that has always been the thing. And I can remember saying that earlier on in our marriage, and I don't know if somebody said something to this to me about this, but I can remember always thinking this, like in the beginning when I would feel hurt, like you might say something and hurt my feelings and my my flesh would feel like just like in the bed, like a natural turning away. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like I feel hurt, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm aggravated. And I would and I can always remember consciously thinking this of like don't close your heart. Don't turn away. And it's like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't know where that came from, but it's like, um, I mean, and honestly, as I, I say, as I'm saying that, I don't ever say that now because I think I did it so much earlier on that it's just a natural thing for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I honestly don't even think about that anymore, but probably in the beginning, in the beginning stages of becoming one, I think it's so much more prevalent yeah. <laughs> uh, because you're so separate coming together, even though you've gotten married, had the ceremony, you are two separate individuals trying to become one. But so I can remember just constantly, I mean, consciously having to say, don't close your heart. Don't, don't turn away because there was something in my mind that thought, if you do that, it was like, I knew it's a slippery slope. You know what I'm saying? If if I, if I hang on, if I close my heart off to him of like, I'll never, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'll never want you to go in any yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it's like, ooh. I mean, I'm saying it's almost like I could see then the long road of like, that's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the that's the biggest thing that we've seen with with each other. And then, you know, when you're, you know, being in what we've done all of our life in ministry stuff and, and just interacting with people, you see it's like, um, and you see it, you can see it with people that are prior to getting married, you know, even, you know, you've made the comment of like, 
you know, if my husband ever did this, you've written some blogs on this and done some podcasts on this. If my husband ever did this, then uh, boom, that's the answer. And so oh, like, yeah. Before we get married, I can still envision in the kitchen where I was with my mom when I think something got brought up about another couple. And I remember adamantly, I was, I mean, it was like, there was not a question in my right. mind. I'm like, oh, you made it clear to me. Oh yeah. So. I'm like if my husband ever cheats on me, you know, I was like, like there wouldn't even be a conversation. Right. Like, don't you, you don't even have to explain to me what happened yeah. or why it's like, yeah. You know, and you know, part of both, you know, you're the fourth of five kids. I'm the fifth. And, and part of some, some of the benefits, I think for me of seeing, you know, relationships played out in front of you has helped us. And and this is even what, why we're doing some of this is, you know, you and I, in all of our differences. and, And so in, so today, you know, December 12th. 2020, um, 33 years, we have never run back to our families to have them help us fix anything in the sense of, you know, you never ran home to mom and dad when we're in a fight or, Hey, I'm calling my mom to discuss why you're this way, you Mm -hmm. know? And likewise for me, I never, Hey, I'm I'm leaving you and, or, or, you know, even leaving you mentally, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, neither one of us, I think ever done that, even though again, we come from different and we didn't discuss our differences, our fights with our family members, you know? And, uh, and I think that's huge. I, I, you know, I'll chalk that up as wisdom that we didn't even know we had. Well, let me or, say, I, because or, I think there are, there are a lot of people that have. And there could be more legitimate reasons for yes, those things. So, that, yeah, but gonna, but gonna, I guess I'm for us, di- it's that. the point of have the conversation with each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, Cause I right. think sometimes it, it's easier to just like how people are with their best friends, easier to not deal with the issue right in front of you than to turn and pick up a phone right. and text or call a best friend that basically is just going to reinforce to you yes. <laughs> why your husband's a jerk and how he's I insensitive and da, 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 all that, <laughs> which is not what you need to hear. Correct. Um, and, and, th- and, th- and again, that's not a, I mean, there are people in situations, so I understand And there's this. times you definitely need to have outside Correct. help and talk to people, and you so need, yes. don't want to portray or, that. And you need some space. Yes. You know, yeah. so, so there's no doubt about that. So I don't want to discount any of that. I'm just saying that for us, we never uh, have uh, gone that road. So it was interesting that through the years of God being faithful to me and to us in our marriage, to see that the thing that was causing me the most struggle was me fighting against who I really was and who I was created to be. Because really the the parts of me that, that um, I was feeling the most tension that I was trying to pray away and that I felt like was just my flesh needing to die more. And I needed to be more surrender to God. Some of those areas were later areas that were, were um, that I found out was, actually how God wired me as a woman to show up in my marriage. That was yeah. to be a blessing, which is so interesting, but it's true in a lot of things. I'm saying the whole strength weakness, sometimes like, you know, your, what is it? Your strengths, your greatest strengths can be your greatest weaknesses. Yeah. It's almost like if you're not operating fully in the right way, it's like then a negative, you know what I'm saying? So because I was trying to suppress my natural giftings and the way I was wired and 
intended to show up that God in the beginning, when he made male and female, his whole intention of what these two coming together, becoming one was all about through my study of that. And it it almost kind of came trickling in. It wasn't like one day, but I mean, this was like years ago. I mean, where I would like find a nugget. And when I read, it was like, just so freeing of like, okay, (laughs) that's what I feel. That's what I feel. That's who I feel I am. But because I thought it was wrong and I'm trying to squash it down, it was coming out maybe it was coming out negatively. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and all that was just out of it, uh, tradition and stuff yes. of what you'd seen. So, but, and, and the thing is, I was, I was always pressing you of like, no, you be yeah. and do who yeah. you're Yeah, uh, no, I've always, that yeah. is one thing I have always said. It is so, please hear this. From the get go, which I, I even like recently, I said to him, that's so interesting to me. I wonder how you already had that mindset because his mom, even though, incredible and could do whatever she was a stay-at-home mom and 100 i mean she did other things i mean like for the family she's the one i think did like the booking all the quality i'm saying so she did a bunch of stuff so don't i'm not saying she's very she was standing over the washing machine the whole time but she was standing over the washing machine the whole time (laughs) while she was doing that you know i'm saying i mean she had an immaculate house the kids i mean had everything they needed before they needed it you know i'm saying just the epitome of an incredible housewife and mother and wife you know what i'm saying it's like yes. she was and and loved it loved yes, it because i would make the joke sometimes when i'm like i need to do the dishes and i'm not doing the dishes and i'll be like oh he do the dishes and ron will be like well who like who does like to do the dishes and i'm like your mom your mom <laughs> people like your mom you know what i'm saying it's like i'm not saying she always loved it but you could see this some people do it's like she it brought her home. joy yes to look around her house and see all the yeah you know, no dust. And I mean, I'm saying anyway, I was saying that because that is what you saw. I mean, a strong woman, but yet very much in the context of serving her family and, you know, her husband in, in a more traditional role that she did do other stuff, but very more traditional in that sense. And me as well. Um, But so I am kind of like, how did you... Because from the get-go, how were you so much not threatened by... And I was like that from the... I mean, in our dating, I'm saying I've always been strong and opinionated. And from the get-go, yeah, I mean, obviously, you had to be attracted to that or because I wasn't like something I hid. Right. (laughs) You know, um, you always... I mean, you weren't threatened by it. I mean, any situation we were in, because mainly what we were in was, you know, being hired by churches and you were the one... That was being hired technically right. and got the paycheck, but I had to go to every interview. I mean, yeah. basically, I was interviewed with you because it was kind of like two it's for a one deal. deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that wasn't unique to our situation. That's just the way how things work. And and I love that. And because that's all I'd ever seen, I didn't think that was odd at the time. Yeah. But it did create this internal struggle because I was a very independent person with ideas that I wanted to implement. But the only way I had seen that was it's got to come through you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which you were kind of like, so then I'm always coming to you like, oh, you know, saying stuff. And you're kind of like, well, you're the one. You got the you idea. You got the idea. Do go, it. Go, baby, go. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think, but, you know, going back to say, I, that is what I loved about you because I'd obviously gone out with plenty of girls. and every, You have? Yeah. <laughs> well, not since we've been married. But, um, but you know, uh, w- the moment I saw like this softness about them 
I'd be like, okay, see ya. You, know? <laughs> you said soft. I thought you were talking about me for a minute. No, I mean, I mean the softness in the sense of they're, you know, they were, they were mm-hmm. always deferring to me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, challenge one. And there's nothing wrong with that. Your person. Nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I mean, I mean, there are times I wish you were softer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I mean, to me, you know, because you're in that conquest mode of, hey, will this girl go out with me? Kind of thing. And so it's like. Oh, okay. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. There, there are the one date they're madly in love with me, you know, and you didn't give me that, you know, it was like a, it was, but a, I did go back to my roommate. <laughs> yeah. You didn't tell me. <laughs> I said the same thing, but I never told you. And you know, that was part of the fun of all that. And that's, you know, so I think, right. I recognize that, you know, it's like the story we tell when you came home the first time with me when we were dating and, you're talking about my mom, you know, mm-hmm. my dad and I are in watching a ball game or something in the den yeah. and my mom's in there <laughs> making us some sandwiches and cutting them up. And, you know, and you were, she like drags you in there with her, yeah. you know, and so you guys bring food into us and you come walk in and you hand me the food that y'all made the sandwich and lean over into my ear and goes, don't expect this when I get, when we get married. <laughs> <laughs> but it was true. And I just laughed yeah. of like, I, it wasn't something I thought, oh, yeah, that's the, that was just my mom. Yeah, you know, that's what yeah. she did. I think it just brought her incredible joy. That's who she was being, who she wanted yes. to be. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. so that was her. And so yeah. it's like. And I like to cook and I love to oh, create yeah. a space. You know, so I like to do all that. But it's like I didn't. Grow, it's like. You didn't wait on that someone. That wasn't my natural of like, oh, here, love, here's your brownie. Oh, yeah. You know, and, 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 and would you like some milk? I'm kind of like, you know, what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. And not that we don't do that. I mean, no, we, we both do that that's for each right. other at times. Right. But like I'm you said. I'm probably more like my mom yeah, in that yeah. sense of like, I want to serve right. and do things. And th- people don't get that out of me because I'm such, I can be very hard yeah. and demanding. Uh, but really the nature of it, I, I'm just, I just want to serve yeah, and get out of my way because I want to get, get it done <laughs> right now, you know, kind of thing. So I think that's part of that, figuring that out. Mm-hmm. But, but that's, that is that whole thing. And and like you were just saying, we, for years, that has been a struggle because of the struggle. Within myself. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I definitely saw that. I didn't realize it at one point because for the first many years, the struggle I felt within myself, I made a struggle between me and you. Yeah. And I think that is. Which the, can be damaging. Well, no, I mean, and, and that's hard. the heartbeat. That's the hard of, part. No, that's the heartbeat I'm saying of why we want to do this podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Because of all the wasted time and years <laughs> of me, the war I was feeling. And, and you had your own wars. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, so I'm Correct. speaking to the sense of that your wars played out in our marriage too. Yes. Your internal wars. Yes. But. I think even what your internal wars would have played out differently if what I was dealing with, what we're going to be talking about in this podcast, had we'd had understanding of that, would have been totally yeah. different because we wouldn't have been fighting each other yeah. out of those things. We would have been becoming one. Working on that, yeah. Yeah, and even though, that's what I'm saying, let me be clear on this. We were becoming one. This yes. is the becoming one. It, this is. Everything we're talking the, about is the, process. the becoming that's one. Right. It's the journey. But how we thought that looked like is where we were missing yeah. it. You know, and so that was the internal war with me that came out of me fighting you, warring you, because it was like, I felt like you were my enemy. Yeah. And 
And I'm saying this. I mean, we had a great marriage. We're having kids. I mean, right. and enjoyed and loved life. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I was walking around going, I hate my husband every day. It wasn't that. Yeah. It was just this internal struggle that did affect everything. Underlying. Yeah, because I was not I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that all the things, I mean, you're making a joke about your mom. I thought that's what I needed to be. I felt yeah. guilty that I didn't want to, you know, take him, make him the brownie and go get, deliver it to him and do all the sweet, nice things, which I do. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. I, so it's like the natural things that wanted to flow out of me. I kept trying to push them down because I'm like, you're being selfish. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying you're just thinking about, you know, all that when it's like, no, you were wired to bring forth something that's going to help your marriage if you will stop fighting it and recognize it, be vulnerable with each other and let me help you become one right. and live out this thing that I designed that um, because I used to I used to say this earlier on in our marriage. I mean, I thought, I thought it before I started saying it, it was kind of, as I started getting some clarity that I would say about marriage, maybe to you, as I almost felt like this cruel joke. Yeah. You know, that God of like, Hey, I'm, you know, create a male and female and bring them together, become one. And I mean, in my mind, because I would, I would say I felt like it was a joke because I would sit there and think about that. Cause I mean, cause I love God. And I, I believed that what he said, like he had a plan and, but it's like, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I, I would reread the stuff and go, what? I don't get it. You, yeah. You're saying this is a good thing. And it's like, I don't see you bringing what. So so that, I think that is what probably led me because I just kept seeking and searching because I'm like, I don't understand why you. But I trust that you were, you knew what you were doing, that there was something good of bringing this male gender and female gender, that there was some kind of power. And I would say to you. I would say there's something we're missing of yeah. what this actually means. Yeah. Because this just feels so hard. And I don't think, and I understand the result of the fall and sin. I mean, all that. Well, changed a lot I, of things. And, but. and right. And you're, and you're dealing again. That's why we're talking about our backgrounds that we're coming from, because everything's dealt with from a cultural aspect. Mm -hmm. And so even like what we're growing up in church with, that's one cultural aspect. And then we're reading these ancient writings from thousands of years ago, which are a completely different cultural aspect mm -hmm. of what we're trying to figure out how to live now in our cultural yeah. aspect. And so, um, and, and so basically it's culture yeah. that you're dealing with, you know, um, you know, I've, I've, I'd always joke that marriage is, is like having a roommate that you have sex with and, you know, everyone knows that roommates can be a pain in the butt. And, and, and instead of looking at it like, yeah, we are, life partners becoming one and 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 you know i you know my infantile naive thought was well we got married and we consummated our marriage and so that's how we became one and like okay yeah deal done by us having sexual intercourse by, yeah, we, we became had, one right we had sexual intercourse yeah. so we became one and so now that's done let's let's get going yeah you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. well good gravy that's you know <laughs> That doesn't, you know, solve anything. I mean, it, it is, and this is what we're saying over and over and over, is the journey of that process. Mm -hmm. And it has to be intentional. And it has to be, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's just understanding each other. 
It's more than just yeah, understanding our personalities right. and melding together. And, you know, you're the key that unlocks my lock. And, you know, we fit perfectly as <laughs> this, you know, little yeah. Rubik's cube kind of thing. Right. No, right. there is. And, it, and it's we're, we are spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. We are physical beings. We are soul, mind and spirit beings. And that that's who we are. Yeah. And all of that has to become one. Right. All of that is intertwined. And that is not a, there, it happened. Mm-hmm. Because we said, I do. Right. There, we became one. Thank yeah. you. You know, case closed. Let's go on with life. Mm-hmm. This is an ongoing transformational. And you know, what's so cool is both of our dads and, and your mom are still alive. So your dad is going to be 90 this year. My dad's uh, 82 and my mom has passed about four years ago now. And so what's cool, though, is to listen to them now. Mm-hmm. You know, so now, you know, you can hear your dad. You just spend a few days with him. Hear your dad talk about your mom from this side of that context, you know, of and how you viewed it when you were 16 years old is right. completely different than what they had and have mm-hmm. and are going through and all that. And so you, we get to watch that. And that's the, that's the whole point. If you stick that out and allow that journey just to keep processing out, mm-hmm. it becomes something. Yeah. It, it's not about 33 years yeah. ago. Yeah, it's no, about that's good. today. Yeah. Cause I think when you get married at the beginning, you, that's what a big thing you don't understand. At you, all. you think you have the ceremony and the commitment and then you step right into being one and the marriage. No, that's good because it is, it's, it's such a process. And we've said this, I mean, we just, I think you have to get kind of on in the journey to even say this. Yeah. And, and let me say, I mean, this is, can, I know lots of different people that have out, like had, even lots harder challenges to deal with than we have. And they will say this too. It's, I mean, we can always say our marriage is so much better. And and yes, we loved each other when we got married and all that as much as we understood and knew love. But it's like. We didn't know what love was. Well, I, I, mean, I, I, I no, I used to say that. I don't say that anymore. Well, that's why I said right. we said you know, because we understood it from our perspective of where we were. Yeah, we loved. That's what that. Yes, we loved each other. It was. I would say that's what the love was. Then we yes. loved each other as much as we could in that moment. Yeah, and what Correct. we understood of love. Um, but love is developed and grow. I mean, I'm saying, yeah. So, so people say that and it's true. It's like you, you there's just a look, depth that you can't even comprehend until yeah, you've you look back it. and you're like, I think but you're saying God. that because you look back and it's almost like it doesn't feel like love. So I think that's Correct. what you're saying because yeah, I comparatively like, speaking, I yes. think the same thing at times because it's just like, oh, yeah. it's like I well, mean, to me, it's just, I mean, when I look back, I'm like, that was just lust. You know that was just flesh. It was, my, no, my, it does I just feel like that. that woman. But, but it you know. was honest and sincere yes, it was. of all we knew at that time yeah, of like, correct. I love you and I'm committing to you yes. in this journey, but it does feel that way just because the strength that it develops through walking through all the stuff. But see, that's the whole comparison of that's God. Yeah. And what people mm, miss yeah. in God. Yeah. It isn't a church service. It isn't, re- it isn't a religious thing. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, and I've taught this forever, mm-hmm. you know, this of that whole sliding scale God saying, hey, come grow with me. And as you move towards him, 
He's there's always it. more. <laughs> there's always more. Yeah, yeah. There's always more. That's that's your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a relationship of like there's always more love you can give. There's always yeah. more grace you can give, forgiveness you Which can give. Which is why there's, I mean he compares. That's it. That's the whole point of marriage to marriage and being in Christ. Yeah. Is it, it is called a marriage. Yeah. And um and we're in that. Yeah. You know, that's what being a part of that. And and so I know there may be some people listening to this who are like, I don't know about the whole Jesus thing and the church thing and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you guys are kind of funny and whatever. But it's, but but you know, my my thing would be if you don't come from the kind of background we come from, of any church background, God's to God and 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 I'm gonna say, and so you're gonna have to say, hey God, I don't even know who you are, maybe. And say, I'm but I'm on and I want that. Mm-hmm. And and so in your own little quiet way, you can pray in your heart of like, help me, you know, show yourself, show here. yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. And say that every day for the next 30 days and see what happens, mm-hmm. you know, and see the depth of what, you know, I mean, that's, that's something we need to pray every day anyway. I'm like, God, you know, show me who you are and help me be the husband I'm supposed to be and the wife I'm supposed to be in, in this relationship and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that's, that's, that's all of us carry our baggage or I, I, I don't even want to say that because that becomes a negative connotation. Our life, yeah. we all bring our past history, our life. It's not baggage. It's who we are, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. our life we, experiences yeah, yeah, into our relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and then we have to form our new life mm-hmm. in that relationship that's becoming one and it is a lifelong journey um and and so you know we want to encourage uh people in that yeah i mean we could we could we could go on and on and we will and, no and we will and yeah subsequent podcast we will do that but and, and be be more thematic in yeah. those things so <laughs> yes absolutely this theme was you know hey here's our background here's where we are we're just chatting it up and so yeah but a lot of the things we mentioned um got lots of thoughts and teachings and stuff on that, that yes. are going to be very helpful. And I think we mentioned this, but I want to say it again here at the end. Right. Obviously we've been married 33 years today. Again. Um, but the, um, this is not, you, you might not be married and want to listen to this right. because I think it would be very helpful to, to oh, have understanding yeah, of what you're, you're, you're even looking for yeah. and wanting a partner. And how you show, you're going to attract a certain person because of how you're showing up and who you are. Yeah. So, so much more powerful to already have understanding of how God created you before heading to the altar. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny. To that very point, you and I were not on the hunt for one another. Yeah. When mm-hmm. we found one another. Right. And we'll share the story yeah. later of how we came about that, you know, but... We were not on the hunt for each other. Mm-hmm. And I think when you maybe get off the hunt as a single yeah. person, you 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 ultimately find yeah. the person that's going to help you become. Well, we both, yeah, we both at that time in our life, yeah. which hadn't always been the case. No, we're I on was the always hu- on, the we're hunt. on the hunt <laughs> for more of God and yeah. and what he was calling each of us to and all that. So, yeah, yeah it is. A, it's kind of a cool story to us yeah. of how we it actually is. then did end up together. So. Yeah. So, um, so listen, we let's end in prayer. Yeah, let's do that. Just say a prayer for everybody and start again another day. Yeah, sounds good. So, Father, we thank you so much uh, for your love for us, which is perfect. And uh, and you know, 
we don't always live that out perfectly. And that's our goal in, in learning and growing from you and all the grace and mercy and love you extend to us, ongoingly give to us. And I, um, I pray God that as Susan and I share that we extend it to one another and uh, love for one another that continues to grow. And those that are listening, they will hear that Mm -hmm. and uh, pray that for themselves in their relationships and not just even marriages, but, but in friendships that they're going to pray and forgive and, and love one another. You, you, your son said um, that if we love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and we love neighbor, our neighbors, love others as ourselves, that's everything. That's it. Everything that, the whole entire Bible is written. It hinges on those that those things right there. So help us to walk in love. Help us to walk in grace and forgiveness and strength and mercy. And so we love you for it. We thank you for it. Uh, thank you for being for us um, and always there to guide us. Uh, amen. Amen.